welcome back to another episode of the Inquisitive Mamba Podcast. This is episode 95. We finally made it to championship weekend. Tonight, we have the Lions and the Niners, and we have the Chiefs and the Ravens. Yes, you heard that right. Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff. These are the final four quarterbacks. This is it for us. And I had to show you guys the special jacket I'm wearing. It has all 32 teams on it. We'll do a flip around, and we'll show you guys the back of the jacket. Sorry for the mic distortion there, but we're ready to get back to it. So I am so excited for these games today. It has been a long time in the waiting. We had the divisional round last weekend. We had the Lions and the Bucks. We had the Chiefs and the Bills. We had the Packers and the Niners. And we had the Texans and the Ravens. So, I mean, how can you not be excited for today? <clears throat> so let's get into the Chiefs and the Ravens game. Well, how are you feeling, Joey? What are you thinking? Well, last week, the Ravens and the Texans played. We all know the Ravens dominated that game, but the Ravens didn't start off that way. The first half was a complete dysfunction for them, and I expected that. What I did expect the most was the Ravens to come out rusty, the way they were playing. You know, they came off, you know, a few weeks rest, and in the second half, they had a total different game plan. Lamar Jackson was under duress the first half, the entire first half. D'Amico Ryans and Christian Harris had Tons, tons of plans for the Ravens. They were blitzing them like crazy. But let's flip the side of the coin to the Chiefs on that side of the ball for this game today. Mahomes. Mahomes is arguably the GOAT. A lot of people would argue differently. Brady has made his case, solidified seven Super Bowls, multiple MVPs. <clears throat> but this game today is the first time Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes have played in the playoffs. Yes, you heard that right. The very first time they played in the playoffs. They played a couple times in the regular season, but today, this is a big one for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson because all the naysayers out there, all the haters, Lamar Jackson is a running back. He's never made a Super Bowl. He has one MVP. He's on his way to winning his second MVP. But can Mahomes and the Chiefs silence the Ravens because the Ravens are the number one seed. They've been the favorite for most of this entire season, but now it's just going to come down to Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. And if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm feeling confident. And a lot of people are saying, well, how are you feeling confident if you're a Chiefs fan? Well, because of one man. They have Patrick Mahomes, and the Ravens have Lamar Jackson. I understand that, but the way Patrick Mahomes has played this entire postseason, these two games he's played, the wild card versus the Dolphins, and the divisional round against the Bills. We'll talk a little bit about the Bills and the Chiefs for you know that game. That was a popcorn game in itself. But today is just massive for the Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes rivalry quote-unquote if you want to call it but Lamar Jackson doesn't feel that way he does not see it as a rivalry he sees this game as just two great quarterbacks competing with one another sorry my mic is not staying up I'm not sure sorry just give me one second here keep this up there we go bear with me so Lamar Jackson doesn't see this as a rivalry he sees this game as just two quarterbacks competing with one another and I kind of feel the same way and another part of this game too I don't really see an underdog in this game, right? I don't really consider the Chiefs as an underdog because they just won the Super Bowl last year. Well, you can say, you know, if you want to go on those terms, they are an underdog, but really they're not. And the Ravens, obviously, are not an underdog. And, of course, America wants the Chiefs to lose because it's Taylor Swift versus America. Lamarca, that's what they're calling them. Lamarca, Lamarca, as in Captain America. If there's one man that can save the NFL or the world from the Chiefs, from from saving us all, it's Lamar Jackson. Well, today is the day if he can do it. We know he's going to win his second MVP, but this game matters a lot. The Ravens have a lot of pressure on them. And I don't really, for me, I don't think the Chiefs have a lot of pressure on them. I think 
the Ravens have the pressure on them because the, the Chiefs have already won two Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes has two. Kelsey's got two. Andy Reid, uh, we already know he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. But the pressure, I think, is on the Ravens today because you're the one seed. You've had home, you have home field advantage throughout this entire playoffs. You've got one more game to get to the Super Bowl. You have Lamar Jackson on a massive contract. You have a really good roster. You built this roster in the offseason to go to the Super Bowl, to surround Lamar Jackson with talent, to give Lamar Jackson some more help, to you know change up the offensive game plan. This is the day for the Ravens. Today is the day for the Ravens. They have to win this game. And how are you feeling, Joey? What's your prediction? Who are you going with? I picked the Chiefs last week on the show. <clears throat> I've got to go the Chiefs this week again. I cannot bet against Patrick Mahomes. I, I just I can't. At this point now, the way he's played, I think he's 12-1 and in his last 13 postseason games. You can fact check me. There's a lot of stats that I looked at. We haven't pulled up, but the way Patrick Mahomes has played this postseason, as well as his entire postseason career, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. It's very hard to bet against him the way he's been playing, like I said, this postseason and throughout his entire time. So give me the Chiefs in this spot. I think they win in a really close game. I think the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the Baltimore Ravens in a very close game. And if you're betting out there for you betters out there, because we do live in the state of Florida, we have Hard Rock here, and whoever else has DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever betting website or app you use, I would take the Chiefs on the money line. And I don't like the Ravens, minus four and a half. That's a lot of points, especially in a game like this. Because you saw last week, Buffalo was favored by three against Kansas City, and Buffalo ended up losing that. We all know how that happened, the missed field goal at the end. But it wasn't just come, it didn't just come down to that one missed field goal. We're not going to talk a lot about the we're not going to talk a lot about the Bills and the Chiefs because that was last week. We can talk a little bit about it, but we're focusing on this Ravens-Chiefs game. So, yes, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Baltimore Ravens by a total of three points. And I think the Ravens' dreams are crushed, and I think the Chiefs go back to their second straight Super Bowl. I can just see it. I really can. So that's my prediction for that game it's going to be a great one great one lamar jackson versus patrick mahomes their very first time they've matched up in the postseason and for you taylor swift travis kelsey fans out there travis kelsey needs seven receptions the past jerry rice on the all-time postseason receptions list if he can do it that'd be remarkable seven catches it's in reach for travis kelsey and supposedly mark andrews is going to come back for you tight end fans out there so that'll be exciting as well so you heard my prediction for the chiefs and the Ravens. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's talk about the Lions and the Niners. The Lions are the fun story. They haven't been to uh, NFC Championship since that 1991 season, if I'm not mistaken. Bear with me. We're taking a quick water break here. I'm still feeling, I'm still feeling a little under the weather, <clears throat> so that's why if I'm kind of mishap, missing a few things or not feeling 100 percent it's because i'm feeling a little under the weather but yes the lions and the niners play today it's going to be a heck of a game the niners want their revenge from last year against the eagles because they couldn't they couldn't do anything with no quarterback last year but this is the day for the niners so it's going to be a great one and i love this one too lions fans red wings fans were chanting jared goff's name when the red wings were playing this week and even last night's game the red wings were playing i'm not exactly sure who they were playing but they were chanting jared goff jared goff <clears throat> how can you not love that the city loves their quarterback and i think even if the lions lose today they got to give credit where credit is due making it this far i mean yeah they went 12 and 5 but they were not supposed to be in this position you, you can say what you want but <clears throat> it's going to be a great game overall the lions underdogs going into this game this is a true underdog story because i know in the afc I don't, I don't really consider either one of those teams an underdog but that's not the point but anyways the lions the niners are favored by seven points as of right now the line could fluctuate throughout the day who are you taking joey how are you feeling 
I was not impressed with the Niners' performance last week against the Packers. And if the Lions can if, if the Lions can dial up any pressure on Brock Purdy and they can get him flustered and make him feel uncomfortable, I think the Lions can win this game. They have the offensive pieces. They have the weapons. They have the offensive line. And talking about offensive line, how about Frank Ragnow? Sprained his knee and sprained his ankle, and he's still going to play today against the Niners. That's a, that's a clap right there. That's a little Mamba mentality feel right there for him. So, but no, sticking on this Lions and Niners game, the Lions have a lot of offensive weapons, a lot of pieces. Jamison Williams, Jameer Gibbs, Montgomery, the offensive line they have, Laporta, the tight end. Obviously, we know Hawkinson went down earlier in the year. Jared Goff's played great this entire postseason. Really, no, no way to uh, hang your hat about even if they lose this game. But let's flip the side of the coin to the other side with the, with the Niners. Bear with me. The Niners, they're the juggernaut. They have all the offensive pieces. We know Debo Samuel's banged up. He hurt his shoulder. He's going to play in this game. The Lions, or the Niners offensive line, it runs exactly through Trent Williams on the left side of the ball. They love to run that way. I just think the Niners are going to be too much for the Lions to overcome. I know Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson have done a great job with what they've been able to work with offensively and defensively. But the Niners, they're just, I just feel like there's too much to overcome. I really do. I just think they're they're just a better team. And I, I if I'm a better, I'm taking the Lions. I'm excuse me. I'm taking the Niners to win this game by seven points, 100%. I, I think you got to take the Niners in this spot. I think the Lions can keep it close early. But if Jared Goff starts making mistakes and starts turning the ball over, and the Niners can dial up pressure on him with, with what Steve Wilkes can do, if he can dial up pressure on Jared Goff and he can negate their offensive line, I think we could be in for a long day. But hey, you know what? I think also this is another point too. The Packers had a pretty good running attack against the Niners last week. So if the Lions can dial up a good run game against the Niners, I think it could even be even a better game. So hey, take what you want. I got the Niners winning this game by seven. I think the Lions will score. They have a good good enough offense. They have the offensive pieces. And let's flip the side of the ball to the other side with Brock Purdy and the Niners offense. We know Debo Samuel's hurt. We know Christian McCaffrey's a force. We know where they got Trent Williams, George Kittle, IU, Juwan Jennings. Brock Purdy sitting back there. Shanahan dialing up a ton of creativity for him. I just think that the Niners are going to be too much to overcome for the Lions. I really do. I think Shanahan is going to take pick apart that Niners defense. I really do. Or excuse me, that Lions defense. The Lions defense is not that good. We all know that. I mean, we saw last week Baker Mayfield had a pretty good day against the Lions defense. They have a, The Niners have a very good passing game and what they can do and, and create space and, and creativity. We saw the Bucks last week. They they were throwing the ball like crazy. I mean, they were getting a lot of lot of they weren't getting a lot of pressure on Baker throughout the game. And I just I just don't trust that Lions secondary. I really don't. And I'm gonna love the trash talk between uh, CJ Gardner Johnson and Debo Samuel because we've all been waiting for that. Because remember last year in the NFC Championship with the Eagles and the Niners, and now we got the Niners and the Lions playing each other. So I'm excited for this game. It's gonna be a great one. So you got my two predictions right there. I told you I got the Chiefs and I got the Niners. I said this to my friends earlier this week. I said book your Super Bowl. Now it's gonna be a rematch of the Chiefs and the Niners. Niners in your Super Bowl when it was in Miami a few years ago, and this one will be in Vegas. So Chiefs, Niners, Super Bowl. I know fans are not going to like that one, but hey, that's how I'm feeling. That's where I'm going. So a little bit of NFL news to uh, continue on with the show. Chargers' Kellen Moore has officially, or excuse me, reportedly taken the offensive coordinator job with the Eagles because we know Brian Johnson was just fired from the Eagles because he was their OC coach. He was the OC. He was the quarterback's coach before, and now he was offensive coordinator. But he was relieved of his duties, and the Eagles are going a different direction. It's kind of funny because Kellen Moore was the Cowboys' offensive coordinator, and then he went to San Francisco, excuse San Francisco, San 
the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know why I keep getting those all mixed up. He went to the Chargers, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, and now he is going to be going to the Eagles. So he'll work with Jalen Hurts, try to get him back on track. It'll be really interesting to see. You work with Dak Prescott, you work with Justin Herbert, and now you're going to work with Jalen Hurts. That's a, man, that's a football dream right there. So good for Kellen Moore leaving the Chargers, going to the Eagles. It'll be interesting to see how that'll all work out because we obviously know Jim Harbaugh was just hired by the Chargers. We'll talk a little bit about that here in a few minutes. Rams Raheem Morris agrees to contract to be the Falcons next head coach amid the whole Belichick buzz. Well, let's stick here on Raheem Morris. Who is Raheem Morris? Well, he was the Rams defensive coordinator for a few years. He was there when they won the Super Bowl against the Bengals. I personally like Raheem Morris. I've seen a lot of players have come out and said they love Raheem Morris. Jalen Ramsey even said this is arguably one of the best coaches in the NFL. I mean, we're not there yet, but I think he can be on his way. And the Falcons have so much talent, they have to be able to utilize it. And I think a guy like Raheem Morris can build this culture back up. He can bring these guys back together. And it would be interesting to see what they do at quarterback, obviously, because Desmond Ritter, I'm not sold on him. I don't think a lot of people are. But it'll be interesting to see if they trade for Justin Fields, if they trade up in the draft for a QB, because they could be very aggressive. That is one thing about the line, the Falcons, because they have the pieces. You got Kyle Pitts, you got Drake London, you got Bijan Robinson, Mustard there. You got a pretty good offensive line. And actually, it's kind of funny because the Falcons had one of the best defenses in the NFL last year. We know what Jesse Bates brings to the table, former Bengals. Now he's on the Falcons, had a great year last year. <clears throat> great year last year and Raheem Morris is known for defense so it'll be interesting to see and it will also be interesting to see what they'll do on the offensive side of the ball what offensive coordinator will they hire will they keep their offensive coordinator now and what will they do at quarterback that is what is going to be really interesting to see I'm super excited to see for this Falcons team I think Raheem Morris is going to be a good fit for the Falcons amid the Belichick buzz we can squash it out the window Belichick won't be won't be the Falcons head coach now obviously we know that they interviewed he interviewed with them or some people were saying that Fal- Belichick was interviewing the Falcons because of all the experience he had but no good for the Falcons on a good hire Raheem Morris they plucked him from the Rams he's a good DC and it'd be fun to see what the Falcons will do rise up in Atlanta some more coaching news Dave Canales has agreed to a six-year contract to become the Panthers head coach well if you don't know who Dave Canales is he was the Bucks offensive coordinator last year with the resurgence of Baker this this season with the resurgence of Baker Mayfield 28 touchdowns 10 interceptions so I think the, Fal- or the, the the Panthers fans are sitting there and, Fal- and Panthers organization saying, how can we get Bryce Young back on track? I know he had a really rough rookie year, arguably one of the worst rookie years, but you know, let's push that aside. Let's get a real offensive mind in here. Frank, the Frank, the Frank Reich experiment didn't work out. Now you bring in Dave Canales, a six year contract. So they're, putting all their eggs into Dave Canales. Can we? Can he help Bryce Young? How can this go? What, what will he be able to bring to the table? Well, we know there's going to be a heavy, aggressive passing game because we saw the Bucs this, this season, let's say this season, how they were able to play very heavy, aggressive passing game. They weren't big on running the ball. They don't really have a running back one. But it'll be interesting to see how well Bryce Young will do in this Canales system. Now, this is his second head coach in his second season. So this is another thing, too. How well can he adapt? Can he grow with, with Canales? I'm interested to see. I love this. He spent the, Canales spent the entire 2023 season with the Bucks as their offensive coordinator, marking the first time being served as a coordinator beyond the high school level. So Baker Mayfield had a great year, 4,044 yards, 28 touchdowns, 10 picks, and, he led, and they won the NFC South. So I'm excited to see, and he'll stay in the NFC South, so he'll get a similar feel. It'll be good to see just the mind of Dave Canales and Bryce Young working together, a young connection, that feel-good feel. I love it. I'm excited to see it. 
So more coaching news. Jim Harbaugh to the Los Angeles Chargers. I said it right. Jim Harbaugh to Los Angeles Chargers. Well, how you feeling? Well, Jim Harbaugh, actually, if you didn't know this, played for the Chargers back in the 90s, in the early 90s. And now he is their head coach. It's kind of a full circle moment for Jim Harbaugh. And let's just give Jim Harbaugh his flowers, right? Because Michigan fans, there's really nothing to be, be upset about. He didn't leave you in the dust. He didn't, he didn't burn, burn any bridges. He gave everything he could to that organization. And I personally think, Jim Harbaugh was tired of the Big Ten. I really do. Just the allegations, the speculations, the sign stealing thing, suspended for three games. I think he was just ready to go. And he proved everything he could in the time span he was there. I think Harbaugh was there for a total of nine seasons, if I'm not mistaken. He finished his college career record with 144 wins, 142 losses. Uh, uh, has a record of 144 records, excuse me, 40, 144 wins, 42 losses, excuse me. My apologies there. Winning three Big Ten championships in Michigan's first national title since 1997, which we just saw against Washington. So there's really nothing to be ashamed about for Michigan fans. And now Sharon Moore gets to step into the driver's seat. He gets to become the head coach. We saw what Sharon Moore did for those three games when Jim Harbaugh was suspended the last three games of the season. If I'm not mistaken, it was Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Those three games that he was suspended for, the last three games of the season. So now Sharon Moore will take over as the head coach because he was the offensive coordinator. So he was calling the plays for the offense when J.J. McCarthy was there this entire season. And the feel-good story, right? Sharon Moore gets promoted to it because everyone was like, oh, the outside noise when Harbaugh leaves, when Harbaugh leaves. Because the speculations were growing a few weeks ago, even close to up to a month ago. What will Jim Harbaugh do? At the, at the end of the season, is he going to go to the NFL? Is he going to come back? Is Michigan going to offer him a lifetime contract? Will he take the Michigan contract? Well, now that story is completely away. Now we're focused on Sharon Moore. So Sharon Moore will be the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. And I personally love it. I, this is a guy who's been in the organization. He's a culture guy. He understands the players. He's another younger coach. And it's kind of a prove-it deal for Sharon Moore, if I can look here. Sharon Moore's contract is for five years with a base salary of 500000 and $5 million in additional compensation in year one. So this is a prove-it deal for Sharon Moore. So Sharon Moore, if you were the offensive coordinator for us, what are you going to bring to the table for us for the future, right? Can you bring in more recruits? Because that's the biggest thing. And with NIL and the transfer portal now, it's going to be a big story there. And I personally love it. I think it's going to be awesome for Michigan. They already know who he is. He's an in-club guy. He's been in the organization now for quite some time and he understands the players they understand him and they want to play for him and there's really nothing to be ashamed about with jim harbaugh leaving for the nfl but let's talk a little bit about jim harbaugh of the chargers it's kind of cool because he joins his brother john who's the ravens head coach actually playing today against the chiefs but no it's awesome to see. We saw what Jim Harbaugh did in the NFL with the Niners. He brought them to a few NFC championships. He had them at a very successful level. Jim Harbaugh has been a success every step of the way throughout his entire time coaching. So I love it. You know, he was successful at Stanford, successful at Michigan. He built that program all the way from the bottom up, from the bottom to the top. He built it all the way from where they were before he got there. So there's really nothing to be ashamed about. If you're a Michigan fan, losing Jim Harbaugh, but going to the Chargers is going to be really cool because he's going to be in a great division, you know, going against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. He's got Justin Herbert. So I love this because Jim Harbaugh is a quarterback's guy, right? He's helped out a lot of quarterbacks. He helped out McCarthy. He just helped out JJ McCarthy get the NFL draft. He helped Colin Kaepernick along the way earlier in his NFL career. So I love it. Justin Herbert and Jim Harbaugh is going to be an absolute fire show. I can't wait to see. And I can't wait to see what Jim Harbaugh will do with this roster. And I really think the players will respect Jim Harbaugh. I'm not saying they didn't respect Brandon Staley, but this is a guy who has a legit, legitimate resume and a, and a legitimate you know, career list of accolades of, hey, this is what I've done. 
you're going to listen to me. This is how it's going to be. And I personally love it. I think it's going to be great. And he's even going to be bringing on some of his staff members from Michigan. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how well Jim Harbaugh will adapt back into the NFL. And I'm sure he'll be just fine. I'm sure he'll take some, you know, pointers and, you know, uh, feelings from his brother, John, of course. So it'll be great to see Jim Harbaugh, Justin Herbert. But hey, the Michigan story is completely over. And now they move on to Sharon Moore. So I love it. Little little lighter note here, though. This one's kind of funny. This is a little football, college football news. New England wide receiver Kayshawn Booty arrested for illegal sports betting from his LSU days. Now, this is not the first time we've seen a story where an NFL player has been suspended or in trouble for sports gambling. We saw uh, Calvin Ridley was suspended an entire season for sports gambling. But this one is really interesting because he was former LSU Tiger Kayshawn Booty bet on six of his own games. The LSU basically said, we have fully cooperated with all relevant authorities involved in the investigation and will continue to do so. This is an absolute insane story. Kayshawn Booty betting on his own six games. I remember years ago, even before I was born, Pete Rose used to bet on his own games. This was when, sport, I mean, sports gambling has always been around, but now, I mean, it's huge. And it's just crazy to think about. LSU says no other players gambled with Booty. Kayshawn if I'm pronouncing his name right, they have no evidence that any other student athletes participated in these prohibited activities. But 8,900 bets is a lot for one person. And he was basically using his own name. So he participated in sports gambling from April 6, 2022 until May 7, 2023. I can't believe this. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't understand this. And this is a guy who had issues at LSU. And now there's even more stuff coming out with this, let alone. And it sucks because this is a talented receiver and he's probably going to be suspended for quite some time from the NFL for, for this situation here. But I, I don't understand this. You know, hey, it's it's weird because here it is. State police arrested Booty on felony charges of computer fraud for using an alias and saying he was over 21 at the time in order to place bets. He was also charged with gaming while under 21, a misdemeanor. So this is a lot here. He was released on on bond, but just betting on six of six games he bet on 17 games in total including six lsu games in his final season with the tigers state police said wow uh, i I don't, I don't understand it but hey you know do what you got to do right this is a really really good one i love this one could bill belichick and tom brady be pairing up in 2024 no they're not going to be playing together but could they be in the booth together well who knows right because belichick now it doesn't seem like he's going to be getting a head coaching job at this point now because the falcons head coaching job was just taken the only ones remaining are the seahawks and the commanders and mike rabel is still out there so personally it'll be really interesting to see if bill belichick will take this opportunity because we know tom brady will be joining the booth next year in fox he signed a big 375 million dollar deal we saw gronk and we saw gronk works for we Rock works for Fox now Edelman works for Fox now so we get that whole pair back together the little Pats dynasty imagine Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in the booth together looking at one another looking at one another hey uh how, how, what are we feeling here no I, I don't know I, I love that one but imagine Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in the booth together the inside the minds of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady from the feud from the so-called feud they had Oh man, that that that'd be great. I, I don't see it, but hey, you never know, right? Sports media is kind of crazy like that. Bill Belichick is potentially lined up for a reunion with Brady and Gronk after being overlooked with Falcons job. So it'll be interesting to see how that one will go. <clears throat> a little bit about the NBA though, because a friend of mine actually texted me. He's like, "What do you think about this recent scoring barrage in the NBA? How are you feeling?" Well, because Luka Doncic just dropped seventy three points this past week. Booker had another had a game of sixty two. Towns had an amazing game earlier in the week as well. Joel Embiid had a monster game a few few nights ago as well, but Lucas set the Mavericks record for the most points in a game 
performance leading his team to the big win against the Hawks. I mean, this is just insane. He blew past his own personal record, which is even crazy to think about 60 points with a total of eight three-pointers and 15 made free throws. So sticking on the point, he, my friend texts me, he goes, how are you feeling? What do you think about this recent scoring barrage in the NBA? Like what, what is going on with all this? Well, for me, teams are playing less defense, but I think the talent level is going increasingly through the roof, right? And I think it goes back to, to the, the one point there, less defense and a lot more talent in the NBA. I think now the scorers are just scoring at an all-time high, but I, but I really, really think it goes down to less defense. I really do. I, I don't think players are playing as much defense, especially, I mean, I don't know. The, comp- the competitive levelness is always, the competitive nature is always going to be there. But when you sit there and you think about, this guy's dropping 50 points on me or he's going on this crazy scoring, I'm not going to let him break this record on me. But it's a regular season game. I don't think the players are really focusing on as much because they know they play 82 games. But hey, going in the record books like that is just unbelievable because this is not the first time we've seen a player do this. Donovan Mitchell had 71, I'm pretty sure. I mean, so this is not the first time we've seen this. But hey, Luka Doncic doing this just gets him closer and closer to an MVP if the Mavs can you know, continue on the, the way they are. They've been slipping a little bit as of late. I know him and Kyrie have been out of the lineup but but yeah, so I really think it goes down to less defense now compared to before. I re- you know earlier you saw in the early eighties and seventies, eighties, nineties they were playing defense like right on you. I mean you weren't even allowed to shoot the ball compared to now. I just think it's less defense, less pressure. Regular season game doesn't have that much effect as it used to have. But that's my whole little feeling on it. And I I don't think we're I mean I think really in the near future we're going to see somebody break the all time uh, the all time points record in the game i really do i think it's well it's it's will chamberlain we all know that but just to sit here and say luke is at 73 and then booker had 62 right around the same time i mean it, it's coming i mean kobe's 81 point performance somebody's gonna break it they really are i don't know if it'll happen this season but it's coming soon so let's talk a little bit about pop culture some nfl some pop culture news a little bit kind of intertwined there so how about this one though patrick mahomes senior does not want to be in the same suite as jason kelsey and taylor swift and can you blame him well you know a lot of people took this one kind of out of context they they kind of asked him he goes i hope not pop mahomes said i don't think so travis only has his own thing and patrick has his own deal too i can understand this from a father's perspective as a fan right I don't think you really want to be in the same booth or the same box as Travis or Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey and all those people in there when you really just want to watch your son play. A lot of people are taking this out of context. It's really not that big of a deal. What Patrick Mahomes Sr. is basically saying is, I don't really want to be in the booth. I really want to watch my son play. I I don't blame him. Father's son. Father wants to watch his son play. I don't think he really wants to be bothered by the outside noise. And it's not really that big of a deal. People are taking it way too out of context. Not that he doesn't want to be on Taylor Swift or Jason Kelsey or Kylie Kelsey or Donna or Ed. I think he just wants to watch his son in his own box. I mean, because I just think that's how he wants to go about it. So he said, and I imagine if Taylor wants her own suite, she's got enough money to get which whatever one she wants. He goes, I hope not. Said per Daily Mail, I don't think so. Normally Travis has his own thing, of course. So this one, though. Patrick Mahomes tells Travis Kelsey's haters to cool down. He never changed. Stepping out to support his teammates and double date partner, Mahomes stated the 34-year-old tight end is the same guy who elevated the Chiefs to their two recent championships. Yeah, I don't think Travis Kelsey has changed just because he's dating Taylor Swift. I mean, he's never fully, they've never fully come out and said, but we all know they're dating. But anyways, I don't think Travis Kelsey has fully changed. I mean, this is, I mean, yes, this is probably in the NFL, arguably the biggest like relationship we've had since Giselle and Tom and Taylor, Giselle doesn't hold his candles to Taylor Swift, but I don't think Travis Kelsey has changed just because he's dating Taylor Swift. I I don't think so. I I think it's really weird to say that, but 
films that he still works, still walks through the stadium and treats every single person like they're his best friend. He's going to be in that locker room every single day. Yeah, I, Travis Kelsey, just from listening to him and, and seeing around the TV and listening to a lot of the podcasts, I don't think Travis Kelsey has changed. I think he's a, he's a football guy. He's not going to let that, the outside noise get distracted. Yeah, he's going to have a little fun with it, of course, because the Chiefs are a really good team and Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift. But I don't think it's going to change Travis Kelsey's performance. I know everyone earlier in the year was like, Travis Kelsey's not playing as good because he's dating Taylor Swift and all that. I don't buy into any of any of I don't buy into any of that. Travis Kelsey says this. He's basically said, and he's going in that locker room every single day. He's always, Travis has always been Travis. That's what Patrick Mahomes said. That he's not going to change, and I don't think so either. This is a good one, though. Travis Kelsey says, as long as he and Taylor Swift are happy, that's all that matters. We can't listen to anything that the outside noise says of his relationship with Swift. Yeah, we posted a clip a few days ago saying that their relationship was taking a toll. Now, there's going to be a lot of outside noise, of course, going on with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. People are going to want them broken up. The NFL fans are saying the NFL is pushing to Taylor Swift stuff too much, but they're not concerning themselves with the opinions of others as long as they're happy. Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. And Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift understand that, as well as Patrick Mahomes and everyone else around him. Just let them be happy. Yeah, of course, she's going to be shown a ton. She's a global icon. Travis Kelsey is an NFL superstar. They're going to get, deserve a lot of attention. And people getting upset about it, you, you, you know what? The people that get upset about it are the ones that are still commenting on the situation. They're the ones that are still that are saying, oh, this is getting really annoying. Yeah, but you're, you're still feeding into it. You're still giving them more attention. And they're going to get a lot of attention. It's Taylor freaking Swift. Of course it is. She's a global icon. And Travis Kelsey's an NFL superstar. So as long as they're happy, that's really all that matters. While answering question from reporters Friday ahead of the KC game appearance, the AFC Championship game against the Ravens, he was asked whether he and Swift have discussed how to deal with the media swarming them. I mean, the only thing we've talked about, of course, as long as we're happy. We can't listen to anything at the outside noise. Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. I mean, I don't really think they care what people have to say. And I'm sure they'll, I, they really have, I mean, Taylor Swift isn't one to be like in the spotlight of like clapping back to people. Travis Kelsey doesn't really give me that vibe either. I mean, he, he does in the sports aspect of it, but I mean, they know they also too. Travis Kelsey. I think he, he basically said this. I've known, basically I've known what I've signed up for. He goes, I brought this upon myself, Kelsey conceded. I do enjoy having fun with it all. The biggest thing is making set, sure my focus is right in this building. Yes, 100%. And that, that's where we'll leave it right there. This is a really interesting one, though. This is a, kind of a weird one. A new deepfake images of Taylor Swift went viral on X, evading moderation and spark and outrage. Yeah, so now, actually, on Twitter X, you can't search Taylor Swift in the search bar because of this. I don't understand. I understand AI is AI, and you use it because it'll help you, but this is just really weird. And this is probably will not be the last time that we see something like this, but non-consensual sexually explicit deepfakes of Taylor Swift went viral on X, amassing over 27 million views. People are weird if you're even clicking on that. More than 260,000 likes in 19 hours before the account posted images was suspended. Deepfakes portraying Swift nude in, in sexual scenarios continue to proliferate on X, including repost of viral deepfake images. AI tools that develop entirely new fake images. I don't know. I just really think this is really weird. And a lot of people are really upset about this. And I don't blame them. I mean, why are we doing this? I don't know. I, I, this is the kind of stuff that I don't understand. This is the kind of stuff that ruins social media. This is the kind of stuff that takes away from the aspect of social media the fun aspect of it and you can't even search taylor swift's name on x or twitter because of this twitter is going to twitter x is just going to a hell on a handbasket but i don't know I, I really thought that was really weird so but uh what else we got here this is this is kind of a good one here 
Yellowstone fans, there's a little, little TV news. Yellowstone fans think they figured out how Kevin Costner were written off the series and the clues go all the way back to the first season. Well, we know the recent controversy and how Yellowstone has transpired. Will John Dutton be back? Who's going to play Kevin Costner? Because we know he's not coming back and he had colon cancer at the end of the season there. We still haven't finished it yet. So it'll be interesting to see what Yellowstone will do, what Taylor Sheridan and the writers will do. How will they write off? Kevin Costner as John Dutton. When will it come back? I'm not sure. I mean, I think we're all waiting for Yellowstone to come back, but you got to write off John Dutton, Kevin Costner somehow, right? Or, or he doesn't get written off and somebody else comes back, but there's a lot of implications, a lot of situations that are occurring and fans are still excited and waiting to see when Yellowstone will come back. I'm a fan as well. Love the show. How can you not? So It'd be interesting to see when Yellowstone will return because we know now the reruns are on CBS, but it's not the same. We need the real Yellowstone. We need it to come back. So let's get this figured out. Let's get Yellowstone back on track. So how about this one, though, for the Swifties and the Travis Kelsey fans? Travis Kelsey rocks the chain necklace and all-black outfit amid reputation of Taylor's version speculation. The Chiefs tight end's jewelry looks curiously like the chain necklace. Now, I actually looked at the necklace that she was wearing and what Travis Kelsey was wearing and what Taylor Swift was wearing. His, his necklace is a little bit thicker, so I don't know if I necessarily buy into that he was going for that vibe, but I did like the all-black outfit. I thought it was really cool. It was nice and sleek. It was nice and just nice, a good feel. It, looks really, it looked really good. He wore that yesterday, Saturday, when they arrived for the game for today, Sunday, the Chiefs and the Ravens game. So, but yeah, last week's Chiefs Bills game, Travis Kelsey arrived in Buffalo in a multicolored striped turtleneck under a mustard yellow suit, reminding people of the striped top and yellow pants that Swift rocked in her 2020 anti hero music video. Okay, so now this actually makes me feel more like the chain is actually dedicated to Taylor's version speculation. So, can totally see that. But hey, I think it's a pretty dope look. And Travis Kelsey's got some amazing style. So, but yeah, I, I uh, think that that really does it for the for the pop culture stuff. Now, the last part I really wanted to talk about was this. This is an interesting one here. Bear with me, guys. Do Stanley Cups contain lead or pose a risk? Experts weigh in. So I actually do have a Stanley Cup right here, as you can see. And they're talking about the bottom of the cup has let so the bottom of the, here it is yes stanley uses lead in its manufacturing process for his cups but only they pose a risk of lead exposure if the cover on the bottom comes off and exposes the pellet used to seal the cups vacuum so i guess they're saying if this part comes off right here then it'll be exposed to lead this isn't the first time that we've heard this about cups like this i'm not sure if yeti was like this but stanley cup is a, a mass cup right now it's just you can't even get them anywhere you can order them online that's where i ordered mine but just the recent multiple multiple social media users that post about it concerning that drinking from a stanley mug poses a lead exposure risk but is that true on the bottom of each quencher made by the beverage powerhouse is a circular barrier made of the stainless steel and that's the thing. And our engineering and supply chain teams are making progress on innovative alternative materials for use in the sealing process. I'm going to say that I, ha I actually haven't drank from it since the lead speculation has come out. But what I will say is, though, after hearing this, it makes you feel a little bit safer. But I think for right now, it'd be best to stay away from Stanley Cups just because of this. But hey, I, regardless, people are going to buy Stanley Cups no matter what. I don't think they really care. People are obsessed with these. So. I think that does it for us today, guys. I really appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of the Inquisitive Mamba podcast. Max was not able to join us today because he is away. He's on vacation for this weekend. But hey, we got some great games today. We got the Chiefs and the Ravens. Mahomes and Lamar's first time playing in the playoffs. We have the Lions and the Niners, the underdog story versus the juggernaut in the NFC. It's going to be a great day of football for you guys. We talked a little bit about pop culture. We talked 
some Stanley Cup news. We talked some Yellowstone. We talked some TV there. So, like I said, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Inquisitive Mamba Podcast. We appreciate you guys as always, and we got to support the NFL today because we got the championship games today. So, as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to find us on Spotify, the Inquisitive Mamba Podcast, Apple Podcast, the Inquisitive Mamba Podcast, TikTok, the Inquisitive Mamba Pod, Instagram at the Joy Monroe, Instagram, the Inquisitive Mamba Podcast. Thanks again, and we will see you guys next time. Have a blessed day.